If you do have your Bible, we're going to go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number one. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you turn there to Joshua chapter number one. I am excited about the year. I look forward to uh, the last Sunday of this year when we will reveal the theme for the new year and, and a vision and, and talk about the things that were accomplished and the things that we look forward to accomplish uh, this year. Um, but until that time, I believe God has something for us in the services anyway. So Joshua chapter one, if you're there, would you stand with me for the reading of the word of God in honor of his word? If you are well able and willing to do that, <clears throat> and we're just going to read the first nine verses, but I'm going to ask you to keep your Bible handy and open because we're going to read a few more verses as we get on into the message, as we talk about uh, this first part of the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not, went, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. <clears throat> be strong. And of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have, I, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Um, I titled a message for this morning, Joshua's marching orders. Let's pray and we'll get on into it. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are thankful uh, that we have a way that we can still have uh, a type of a church service where we open up your word and we look into it. And Lord, I'm thankful for everybody that has joined us by live stream. And I ask God that you would uh, arrest their attention. I know it's a little bit harder when you're sitting in your home and you do have a cup of coffee or maybe even a breakfast set before you. Uh, Lord, that there's distractions with, with kids and pets and just different things. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to, uh, to be focused on what you have for us this morning through your word. Um, Lord, we pray for your power. We need your help in presenting this message. And I pray that you'd give it only as you can. Uh, help us, Lord, with clarity of mind and speech. Um, thank you for your goodness to us. Um, speak to our hearts now and help us. We pray, please, in Jesus Christ's precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. If you were standing, you may be seated. 
if we look at the book of Joshua as a record of history or battles, we're going to miss the personal application that's meant for us as believers. So we have to approach it as a revelation of what God can uh, do with each of us. Uh, the key verses here that we read this morning is verse 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And then he says this, Have not I commanded thee? A question to Joshua. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Uh, there's a lot of different types mentioned and used in Joshua. Let me just touch a few of them very quick. Moses uh, represents the law. The law gives way to grace. Uh, Joshua represents Christ. The law, Moses, couldn't deliver men into the grace of God. So Christ came and nailed the law to the tree. We know that Romans 3.24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. And then Canaan is a type of the victorious Christian living living to be won by warfare. They crossed over the Jordan into Canaan. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a type of heaven as we do that. It's a type of victorious Christian living, but it's to be won by warfare. There were still battles to be fought. There was still land to be taken. And so we have to realize that even though God promises us victorious Christian living, there's still going to be some battles along the way. And then the Canaanites are a type of spiritual enemies. Uh, the the uh, warfare of Israel is a type of the fight of faith and, and Christian conflict that happens. It does happen, doesn't it? First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And then Israel's rest after the conquest is a type of the rest of the soul. And, and then the Canaanites uh, uh, that were partly subdued is a type of our besetting or defeating sins. We still do have besetting sins or defeating sins along the way if we're not careful. So four times here, God tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage. That's in verses 6, 7, 9, and 18. Uh, apparently, pardon me, apparently Joshua didn't possess this ability at first and he needed God's strength in, in securing it. Be strong and of good courage. You know, the goal of Christian living once we're saved by the grace of God is to cross over Jordan, to get into that land of victorious Christian living, that we can live the life that God has for us. It's so very important. Joshua, the name Joshua means Jehovah saved. So again, he's a type or a picture of Christ. And, and, and we need to realize that the book of Joshua is a record of, of crossings, if you will. The crossings from Moses' leadership to Joshua, the crossing from law to promise, the crossing of the Jordan River, the crossing uh, of the enemy land, the crossing of the new life, the crossing of 40 years of defeat into victory. And so it starts out with the death of Moses. Verse number one, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' minister saying. Um, we know that, that Moses, well, Deuteronomy 34, 5 says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, uh, over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. 
Again, Moses pictures the law, and the law cannot save. Uh, Excuse me, Romans 3.20 says, Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law is a revealer. The law is a revealer. It's not a redeemer. The Ten Commandments reveal that we need that we need Jesus Christ. The law shows us that we are sinners. There's not ever been anyone that was able to keep the Ten Commandments except Jesus Christ himself. Uh, so it never was. The law was never meant to be a savior. And we know this, the law had to give way to Christ. Acts 13, 38 says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. So the law, of, uh, is a, the law is a schoolmaster that brings us to Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.24, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by, justified by faith. So the life of Moses prepared Joshua and it prepared the people for the conquest that was to be accomplished uh, by Joshua. And each of us, really each of us should be spending our life preparing someone continue, to continue on after we are gone. But there was um, a trial of faith, a trial of Joshua's faith. Verse number two says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, rise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. So he said, uh, God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. So uh, get up and go over the Jordan and take all these people with you. You know, it's really something that God didn't, uh, he didn't ask for job applications he didn't ask for entrance exams. Uh, he didn't ask for resume. He didn't have to have a physical, no benefits, uh, no holidays. Just arise and go. In fact, God didn't ask Joshua, uh, hey, Joshua, are you ready? Are you up to this task? I mean, Joshua, do you feel like doing this? I mean, he didn't even say, hey, Joshua, this is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. It wasn't like that at all. Uh, the word from God was this, now therefore arise and go. So Joshua was, was expected to move out. Uh, uh, you young folk that are listening, that are listening this morning, hopefully you're listening, watching, prepare yourself. Uh, be ready when God calls. Be ready when God speaks to your heart. Uh, God has something for your life, whether it's full-time Christian service or just being a full-time Christian in a church somewhere as you go on and raise your family. Prepare yourselves even now. So Joshua was to take the Israelites over into Canaan. Uh, we know that he had been there before as a spy, yet he'd really not totally seen the whole land. And that tells me this, no one can lead anyone further than he has been himself. Uh, you men, you, you fathers that are, are, are listening this morning, if, if you're going to lead your family in faith, if you're going to lead your family in holiness, you must travel that path first. And many times as you travel that in that way, you travel it alone. Uh, fathers and mothers and teachers, let me give you a principle. Can I give you a principle this morning that's going to revolutionize your Christian life if you will just follow it? And that principle is this. You'll never take your family, your children, or even those that you teach as high as you are spiritually. 
So if you want them to increase their level of spiritual life, then you must take yourself higher in the things of God. I, I know of a pastor who said this. He said every time he attempted to take the church higher in spiritual matters, he himself had to sacrifice personally before making the attempt. And that might, uh, that might well explain why so many churches stay at a lower level. Uh, we have to hold the bar high. Uh, it's very important. Uh, those of you that may even be in training for future service to the Lord, you can never bring the people you lead to a higher level than you have attained. I mean, for you to bring your followers to a certain level, you have to go to a higher level. And that takes sacrifice. And that takes preparation. Uh, up to this point, there had been no discussion from God on the mode of crossing the Jordan River. Joshua didn't know uh, how they would cross the flooding waters of the Jordan. But God made promises and commands to Joshua. We read there in, in verse number 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. So that included all the Canaanited, uh, Canaanitish uh, nations. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. Listen to me this morning, please. God wants us to trust Him as He directs our step and as He leads the way. He told them from the Euphrates on to the east, to the Mediterranean Sea, on to the west. Uh, uh, he, he was going to give them all of this land. We have been promised spiritual inheritance or spiritual victory by God. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Isaiah 42, 16, And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. I love that. I will bring the blind by a way they knew not. I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life that I was blind, but now I see, thanks be to God. Amen. Isaiah 64, 4 says, For since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waited for him. All of Jesus Christ, please get this, all of Jesus Christ is ours at the moment of our salvation. But we possess only as much of it as we claim by faith. Yet most Christian people have never claimed the victory. Not the victory that God truly wants them to have. Well, why is that, preacher? Well, too many times we're stopped because of doubt or because of trouble. Um, maybe even perplexity at times. We fail to enter into and enjoy what God has given us. And it's one thing to have the title to an inheritance, but it's another thing to make it one's own possession. Um, in, in Christ, all believers are blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Him. But how much of our inheritance have we actually appropriated? I mean, how many live in doubt to what God says is for us? How many really enjoy that which is theirs in the Lord Jesus Christ? <clears throat> In my uh, office library, I have close to 1,000 books. 
Uh, I think I'd probably have a few more um, than that if those who borrowed some would return them. H.A. <laughs> Ironside called those people bookkeepers. Bookkeepers. I, I've known a few bookkeepers in my time. Anyway, that's neither here or there. All of those books in that library belong to me. They all belong to me. They're mine. I do not, however, know what each book contains. What do you mean, preacher? Well, I've not read all of each of them. See, some of them I acquired because of one or two chapters that I wanted to read. And I've always said that a book is worth its price if you can get one really good truth out of it. What I'm saying is all of the books in there are mine, but I have not possessed all that they have to offer. I have ownership of that library that's there, but I have not appropriated it completely to my benefit. Our possessions in Christ are like that. God has given us an inheritance, but we do not appropriate all that is ours. It's there. It's for us. God wants us to have it. And we know that he's given us his word. And in his word, he has given us our inheritance. And, 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 and he would have us to study this book and to make it our own and enter into everything it reveals. And, and I tell you, if we would do that, if we would do that, we could more easily live a victorious Christian life. He, he gives us a promise of protection and a promise of his presence uh, uh, here in verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I mean, I mean, wow. God is saying, I will not leave thee destitute either of inward support or outward assistance. He's going to be there for us. He is always there for us. Sometimes we, we act like maybe we even believe in our own mind that somehow God has disappeared after we have gotten saved, that he's not there, that he's going to forsake us. But he promised never to leave us nor forsake us. He's always there ready to give us what we need. What a promise and what an opportunity. If we would just spend more time with him, if we would just spend more time in the word of God it's amazing what God truly can do Canaan was theirs the land of Canaan was theirs by divine grant I mean God had 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 promised it to them Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says what shall we say to these things if God be for us who can be against us so so who could defeat them who could resist them well no one as long as they were depending and trusting upon uh, 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 upon God you know, most Christians today are really content uh, with a wilderness experience. I mean, they're justified. They've been saved by the grace of God, but they're not enjoying the, the possession of their inheritance in Christ. It's amazing how people say, oh, I'm saved. But I tell you, I tell you, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like I have the joy that God wants me to have and the victory and all these things. I, I'm telling you, it is there. It is there. He has already given us that. Each of, each of us are either in the wilderness of defeat or in the land of victory. The reason for the 40 years wait out there in the wilderness for these people wasn't because the land wasn't ready for them. God had promised the land to them, but they weren't ready for the land. 
Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse number 8 says, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto, uh, unto them and to their seed after them. So God's goal was to get the people into Canaan. We know that. No, no. I mean, he had that plan a long time before all of this. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. He was heading on that way already. We read there in verse number 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these uh, this people unto a land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. So his pledge to Moses was not, only uh, was not only to deliver them from bondage, the bondage of Egypt, but also to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. John 10.10. 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but, to, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life or deliverance, eternal life, life everlasting, and that they might have it more abundantly. Uh, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now that's victory. Uh, the abundant life is a life of victory. And that's what God wants all of us to have. We know the thief cometh, though devil, he come not but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God, we have the promises of God that if we will follow him and follow his direction and trust in him, that we can live an abundant Christian life. The deliverance from Egypt was only a preparation for the enjoyment that they could have in Canaan. Uh, the Passover, the shedding of blood on the doorpost, the crossing of the Red Sea, the defeat of Pharaoh's army would have been useless unless that all led to the rest that they could have in Canaan. Only by possession of the land of Canaan could God's promise to Abraham ever be fulfilled. Now notice with me again in verse number 5. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Over and over again, Israel did not believe God's word. And again and again and again, the enemy ruled over them. Why? Why was that? It was because of their unbelief. It was simply because of their unbelief. It was because when they heard what God wanted them to do, they would not do it. They, I, they would not believe. They would not trust God that if, if they would just listen to him, apply those things to their life, do what he said, that he would give them victory. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what was their victory depending upon? Well, we read there in verse number 7, it says, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe... To do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So here it is. They were, they were expected to adhere to the word of God. Isn't that true today? I mean you and I that have been saved by the grace of God. Shouldn't we... Adhere to the word of God. He promises us victory. Victorious Christian living. Listen closely. If you want victory in your Christian life. If you want to make the crossing over into Canaan. The only way that it's going to happen. Is the same way it was commanded to them. You must truly adhere to the word of God. It's not that you just read it. It's that you heed it. It's not that you hear it. Just hear it. It's that you do it. 
I, I'm telling you, it must become the food for your soul and the sword with which you face the enemy. If you will do this, you can say, as the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Word of God that brings the truth of God to us. And we have to think about this. No, no, please think about this with me this morning. Do we meditate upon the Word? Do we truly meditate upon it? Do we feed our souls upon this blessed truth of this book that we have revealed to us? Do, 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 don't depend on another person that's ministering to you. Thank God that we can have help like that. Thank God we can have discipleship. But don't depend on just another person. Study the Word for yourself. Someone who doesn't give time daily to meditation on the Word and, 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 and waiting on God in prayer is not going to be a victorious Christian. But it is promised to us if we will just do as God says. Boy, in the day and time we live in, we need to trust Him more. In the day and time that we live in, we need to follow Him more. To be saturated with the Word of God is to be assured of the presence of God in our lives. Uh, it, it, when we are in the presence of God, there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper. Every tongue that's, that's raised against us in judgment, he's going to condemn that. He'll take care of that. We don't have to do it. He'll do it. And even if the furnace is heated seven times hotter than regular, he's going to be there with you in it. No matter what trials you might go through, no, no matter what temptations you might face, he will be there with you. Uh, though the river that you're supposed to cross is going to be wide and deep, he has promised that it will never overflow you. But your victory is not going to come if you neglect the Bible. It's a shame to see somebody carry a Bible in and the covers are just about wore off of it. and You can hardly tell that the pages have ever been turned. It shouldn't be that way, friend. This Bible is our path to victory. John Bunyan had written in the front of his Bible, this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. Though God had promised him uh, that no man promised Joshua that no man would be able to stand before him. Yet it was on the condition that he should use all his military skill and, and avail himself to the uttermost of all the means, natural and providential, which God, uh, which God should place within his reach. God's not going to... God's not going to help them who refuse to help themselves. Well, I don't know how you can say that, preacher. Well, I know God's been a lot better to me than I deserve, and I understand that completely. But the life that I came out of, until I was ready to do things the way that God would have me to do, I never could get to victory. Until I was ready to stand up and say, I'm a sinner. No, no, I say by the grace of God, I'm still a sinner and I need some help that only God can give. Until I was ready to place myself under someone that could teach me the principles and, 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 and the, the, the truths of this book. Until I was ready to commit myself to what God would have me to do. I, I, I did not get the victory. Listen to me, please. Uh, for the first few years of my Christian life, I was just waiting for God to do something. I just wanted God to do something. I just was waiting for God to do something. And I've even prayed that way. But I didn't get in the book like I 
should. And I wasn't adhering to it the way that I should. But when I finally just took the step and said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I begin to get into this book. And I begin to study. And I begin to allow God to direct my every step. It is amazing what God did in my life. I'm telling you, God says, if you'll do this, I'll do this. If you'll do this, I'll do this. And if you will decide that you are going to get into the book this year much more than you've ever gotten into it before, that you will read it and study it and hear yourself to it and let it guide you in the way I promise you that this year can be the best year of your Christian life ever. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to do the things that God would have you to do. You can't just lay around and hope that God's going to change your life. It does not work that way. It's not going to work that way. God gives us a way. God gives us people into our life to try to help us, to direct us, to show us. We have to take advantage of those things that God places in our life. If we do not put to action that which we know to do, we're not going to get the victory that's ours for the taking. We're not going to have it. Everybody wants that victory. But so many, so many refuse to take the steps that it takes to get the victory. And really the steps are simple. I didn't say easy, not always easy, but they are simple. But it gets us out of our comfort zone. Uh, Studying this book and deciding that we're going to live the way that God says, it gets us out of our comfort zone. Uh, We don't want to be that different. We don't want to go that way. Uh, We have our own life. uh, We have our life already all planned out. Uh, we, we want to be a part of this and we want to be a part of that even though God says He doesn't want us to do those things. I'm telling you, friend, once we finally, once we finally just give in to God and begin to do that which we know that we should be doing, I mean, God can do great things in our heart and our life, our home and our family. Our ultimate goal is to have all of our enemies defeated, right? And, and rendered helpless before us. Come on, we, we want victory in our life that way. We want our enemies to be defeated. We, we, we want them to be rendered helpless before us that we'll never give into this again and we'll never give into that again and we'll finally have victory over our thought life and whatever the case may be. I'm talking about enemies like anger and fear and temper and doubt and laziness and covetousness and more. The list can go on and on. We, we defeat them one at a time as we trust God. No, no, we defeat them one at a time as we trust God and take it to God and ask Him to help that. Uh, too many times you take on all the enemy forces at one time, you, you'll not defeat any of them. It just seems like you're running around and nothing's happening. One at a time, we take these things to God and we allow God to give us the victory over those things. I mean, we want that, but we must do it God's way. We have to be willing to do it God's way. So God gave Joshua marching orders. And here's his response to God's command. Look down at verse number 10. I told you we'd go on just a little bit. Stay with me. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals, And within three days, ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in and possess the land, which the Lord, your God giveth you to possess, uh, to possess it. So get this picture in your mind. Joshua had lived in bondage with the Israelites for 40 years. I mean, out there wandering in the wilderness. 
And so he knew the hardships and he knew the frustration that they had experienced during all of that time. He he had endured the wanderings for those 40 years while fighting battles with the enemies. And all along he proved in his own heart that God was able. He, He knew that God was able. And so God restates to Joshua the commission of Moses. He said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. Joshua relates the commission to the people in, in, in verses uh, 10, 11. It goes on, verse number 13, uh, verse number uh, 12. And the Reubenites and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh uh, spake uh, Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your cattle shall remain of the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren armed Uh, all the mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord have given your brethren rest that he had given you. And they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return into the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant gave you on this side of Jordan toward uh, the sun rising. So as yet, there had really been no plan given by God for crossing Jordan. Excuse me, but Joshua knew that God would provide a, a, a way. So, let's think about the expectation of uh, Reuben and Manasseh and Gad. Uh, let me read that to you. Um, verse number 16. And they answered Joshua saying, All that thou commandest us, commandest us we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest, we will go. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. Whosoever he be that re- doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto the words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be thou strong and of good courage. Um. Reuben, Manasseh, Gad, these ones that we just read about, they were not fully committed. Yet they were still expected to work the same as the other people. And so they accepted the challenge. They accepted it. Well, where are you going with this preacher? Um, they didn't splinter into fragmented groups. I guess some of them could have chosen to continue uh, under the memory of Moses or some would have sought for an alternate route to Canaan. We're just going to We're going to do this, but, you know, we think we might have a better plan than all of this. You know, I love the unity that we have here at Riverside Riverside Baptist Church. And if we're going to march on into 2022, and we're going to see God continue to give victory and do great things here, see folks saved by the grace of God, see lives changed by the grace of God, watch God work in families and do things that only He can get credit for, we're going to have to continue on in unity. There can't be a fragmentation. There can't be people just doing their own thing. 
the church is the body of Christ. If a body is headed in two different directions, it has trouble. If this arm wants to go this way and this arm wants to go this way, I'm going to be in trouble. It's the same with the body of Christ. We need to be all headed in the same direction. Whatever God would have us to do, that's what we need to be doing. <clears throat> it's hard at times as a, as a pastor. Um, it can be hard at times as we give direction that we feel like we have from God to the church. Here's, here's the direction we're going. Here's what we're going to try to accomplish. Um, Um, but my commission is from the Lord and I'm going to do my best again here in 2022 to direct Riverside Baptist Church in the way the Lord would have it to go because it's his church I say that all the time and I say it all the time because I believe it I know it's true absolutely it's it's the Lord's church and um in verse number 18 there where we read, the Bible says, Whoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him, uh, he shall be put to death. <laughs> That's pretty strong, isn't it? I tell you, it makes me very happy that I live in the day of grace, the church age. Very thankful for that. Very, very thankful. The rebels were to be put to death. But right after it says that in verse 18, it says this, Only be strong and of good courage. So why did God put that phrase there in all of that? Well, because I, I believe because it takes courage and strength to discipline the rebel. I, I mean, God is saying when someone rebels against the commands, then put him or her to death and be strong and of good courage. Preacher, I, you know, it's so weird because, you know, that's so, that, that is really weird, you know, that God would say something like that. Hold it. I can't argue. I can't argue with God. I don't fully understand why he did some of the things that he did back during the Old Testament times, except for the fact that he was trying to get all the people to go the way that he wanted them to go. And God is a giver of life and he's a taker of life. And so if he chooses to do that, I can't argue with what God has done. But again, I'm very thankful that I live in the day of grace. And as, uh, as a pastor leads a church forward, and even talking with some of the pastors that were at the uh, church planners conference this past week, as a pastor leads a church in the way that God, he believes that God would have them to go, there always seems to be a few that don't care anything about going that way. Now, I can't say that really about Riverside Baptist Church. For the most part, we have great unity here, and I'm very, very thankful. But victory comes when God's man follows God, leading God's people in God's way. The reason for failure in any venture for God is to have rejected that plan. What are you saying, preacher? 
I'm saying that we can see great things happen at Riverside Baptist Church in 2022 if we are just willing to be strong and of good courage and do the things that God would have us to do. I'm saying that I'm going to do my best to be in touch with God, knowing what God has for us leading in the way. And I really cannot pay a lot of attention to, of attention to the naysayers. Oh, that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to listen to anybody. I'm always, I am all, I'm never above question ever, ever. And I'm always willing to listen to folks as they might have, as they might have suggestions of what we could do or how we can do things. Very open to those things. It's not like I think I'm the ruler of this kingdom. That's not it at all. It's the Lord's church. I just, I just want to be a good under shepherd. But at the very same time as I feel like God has us to do certain things that we will work hard to get that accomplished so that we might see more people saved by the grace of God, discipled by the grace of God, and going forward and having victory. I just want to lead God's people God's way. God's way. That's my desire. Um, so, Joshua had marching orders from the Lord. There was a group that was ready to go wholeheartedly. There were a few that just kind of said, okay, whatever you want us to do, that's what we're going to do. Maybe not as excited about it. And we're going to address that in the evening service more. So we're going to address those two and a half tribes this evening. It's going to kind of be a continuation Hey, so, I mean, if you're here this morning, you need to be back this evening, one way or another. It's going to kind of be a continuation. But let me, let me leave you this morning with this thought, or these questions. Are we going to stick with His program this coming year? I, I mean, I, I say it every year, and if you've been here, you know that I, that I do. Hey, um, I want this to be the most spiritual flourishing growth year that I've had. And I hope that's your I hope that's your heart too. But we have to ask ourselves, will I wholly follow the Lord? Will I will I get in his book? Will I do the things that he wants me to do no matter what it might be? And uh I really believe it'd be good to go ahead and determine to do so even this morning if you've not already determined to do that for the year. Um, I'm trusting God that He has given us direction in what He wants us to accomplish this year. And I look forward to marching forward. And uh, I definitely want all of Riverside Baptist Church to be headed in that very same, same direction. Uh, I'm trusting that God's going to work on our hearts to do that. Let's pray. Would you pray with me, Father? Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the examples that we have in your word that uh, show us that you are there for us, that uh, we're never alone, that, Father, as we follow your word, the direction that it gives us, as we adhere to it, um, the, victory that we can, uh, the victory that we can have is truly amazing. And Father, even as we go on to this year, into this year as a church, I pray that you just give us divine direction. 
And Lord, that we would not fail you in following you and doing the things that you would have us to do. And Lord, that we'd all be of one mind. Um, and that mind would be the mind of your word. Uh, Father, I'm thankful again, Father, for the ability to have services such as we had this morning over live stream. I pray, dear God, that uh, as you have spoken to hearts, that people will just commit themselves to you and doing what you would have them to do. Uh, we do look forward to the service this evening. Father, until that time, I pray that you'd keep people safe in their homes, warm. And Lord, if we're able to have church here tonight, that you'd certainly give safety. Um, we trust that you'll have your will and way done in every life. And we we we'll give you thanks for that, for we ask those things in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ.